new on CuriosityStream. Grab your decoder ring. We're cracking the world's most famous encryptions. From the mom who took down the mob to the Zodiac Killer. See how the pros hide their secrets in plain sight on Cracking the Code. Plus, it was impossible to recruit intelligence agents without recruiting war criminals. Meet the retirees of the Third Reich who gathered Cold War intelligence for the U.S. on Nazis in the CIA. Watch now on CuriosityStream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Did we talk this week? Uh, we did the stat show. Right. That doesn't count as yeah. talking, though. No. Every time I think about talking to you, I just write it down, and then I'm like, we'll talk about it on Sunday, just just in case it happens to be a very epic conversation. Epic conversation. Insight, insightful advice from Daryl. So I got to make sure I get that live recording, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. How... Uh... How, like, what's going on with your kids' schools? I hear all these schools are going absolutely bananas. Uh, two cases right at my son's school. Two cases, like, from two the cases, beginning? Uh, or a kindergarten and a grade two. At the current moment or overall? The only two, and they happen to be right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So a lot of emails from the principal right now. And so what happens? Do they shut down the school or do they just shut down those classes or just those cohorts? Um... I have not heard of anything, and I know that the last email that I read from him said, um, I guess, yeah, it would be classes, because the last email said, if your kid was in the same class as those um, kids who were tested positive, and you have a sibling at home, that sibling still can come to school, hmm. right? So Jimmy, Jimmy's in grade two. Sarah and his class gets tested positive. They say, Jimmy, go home and stay home and make sure that you get tested before you come back. Well, Jimmy's got a, a brother at home named Mike. Mike's like, well, do I have to, you know, stay home too? And the, basically the principal's message was, no, Mike, you come to school. You weren't in the class with whatever name I made up for the girl who had the, who had the virus. And uh, that's why they sent out that email at like 10 o'clock at night or 9 o'clock at night last night. But don't worry. We're going to clean the school really good over the next day or not day and a half and then or no yeah. not even the school just that class right yeah just that class it's all local that's how it works yeah. cool well ontario reports record high of 1859 new covid19 cases that's what we heard yesterday seems like a lot seems like a lot if you live in ontario but if you live in the united states it's a good day yeah, actually, I I don't look at the numbers ever, but I happened to look at the numbers yesterday, and it was fourteen and a half million cases total in the states. In the states, it's so yeah. funny. So my wife was on a a Zoom kind of drinking party with her friends the other night, mm -hmm. and so we had somebody from Florida, we had somebody from Toronto, my wife and somebody from Texas. Mm -hmm. And so you had one person in Toronto who was like part of the party scene and goes out and hangs out in tents and fire pits and all that stuff. And, you know, anything to be social. 
mm-hmm. and you have my wife and I in Toronto who don't go anywhere, don't do anything, and kind of are hiding in our house. Then you have our friend in Florida who's in a bar without a mask, just having a party, <laughs> like nothing's mm-hmm. going on. And then you have our friend in, in Texas who also is like shut down, husband's working from home, kids aren't going to school, kids are having anxiety about going to school. Like, It's just interesting to see all these different uh, perspectives and approaches to the exact mm-hmm. same problem. It's, it's crazy. Is it the exact same problem though? I guess it's not. I guess you make it what, what it is, right? That's what um, well, I we've mean, talked a lot about this this year. Is there there are people who are um, you know making the most out of it, um, and there are people who are um, you know taking a year off. Yeah. Well, so speaking about making the most out of it, mm-hmm. the most talked about thing that I could find in the news this whole week that has to do with Toronto is this uh, Adams. What's it called? Adamson Barbecue Restaurants, everywhere in the news. Injunction compels mandatory rules following at all Adamson Barbecue Restaurants. And then we have original Adamson Barbecue location has operated without a business license for more than four years. And we have Adamson Barbecue flouting of COVID-19 rules is opposed by 76% of Ontarians poll show. Mm-hmm. Go fund me getting flamed over Adams and barbecue legal fees fundraiser. Like, is this guy taking advantage of the situation or what? I mean, well, there's, there's, there's a lot more to the story, I guess, uh, than just COVID, right? Like when you find out that his other location had no business license and he's been fined three times and that he's just basically saying, you know, this guy's a not gonna, rebel, a rebel I'm without gonna, a cause. I'm not going to follow any of the, uh, follow any of the rules. Um, rules. Yeah, I mean, we don't need rules. He's, he's out there. He's out there. And then GoFundMe is like, hey, guys, listen, the whole point of this GoFundMe is that when people donate the money, we give it to the cause. And that's our guarantee. So that money's going to his legal fund. Absolutely. So I'm going to start a GoFundMe for a company that hacks into bank systems. Yeah. If anybody wants to join me, I'll I'm gonna start post a GoFundMe. it in the comments below. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. crazy right but that's- i have a really 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 like amazing idea right now joe tell me let's ask people to subscribe that's a great idea i'm glad you <laughs> thought of it because i definitely I didn't thought of i it have right in the beginning of i have show. like reminders everywhere please yeah. subscribe it's time to subscribe now. yeah and then we'll take it we'll take it uh from here you know join we'll the call a little trip down memory lane a little trip I don't know if it's down memory lane, but we will well, take a trip. Hopefully that some of the listeners are watching the news too. And they're, and they're reading the, the articles that we are. And they're thinking like, you know, what are Daryl and TK saying about this article? Because it seems like it's, you know, pretty heavily weighted in, in one, uh, you know, one direction or, or the favor of one side of the, uh, the economic ladder. I often find myself thinking, what would TK say about this? Yeah, <laughs> you too, eh? <laughs> I think so, um, I think it's a, a a a phenomenon that's starting in the city. Yeah. So we also have in real important news, mm-hmm. we have Canada struggling to control a second wave of coronavirus infections announces billions more in stimulus. 
That's funny because a lot of people that actually got the stimulus have been asked to give it back <laughs> now because of one word in the documentation that seems to mm. have arisen in this letter that they're talking about. But, mm. Oh, by the way, um, we're not going to tell you, but we made a little bit of a mistake that we're going to clarify now that you all have the money um, and have all basically made it through this pandemic because of that money. Um, we need it back before the end of the year, please. We won't do anything because you took it illegally, but we need it back right before you need it the most. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell me about that one. I don't know about that one. You don't know about that one? No, I don't know about that one. So for people that applied for CERB that are self-employed, apparently a lot of them are getting a letter saying, you got to give us the money back because... It's based on net income, not gross income. So if you didn't have a net income of $5,000 within a certain period, which I can't it was imagine. Like a year. It, not only, it was 2019 or before your application, which must yeah. have been like January, True. February, March at least. I don't think okay. that stimulus started till, till April. Anyway, so everybody's freaking out because, well, I don't know about everybody. I mean, there's a few articles. They probably talk to the same three people. But apparently there's a lot of these letters out there saying, sorry, you don't qualify because of this net word or the mm -hmm. word net, which mm -hmm. has a huge, huge implication, this word net. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So anyways, that's going on as they're announcing another $77 billion of initial stimulus as well as future stimulus for once we've got this under control we're still gonna flood the market with billions 150 yeah. billion 50 billion a year for three years something like yeah. that which i am a proponent of because i know what it will do to real estate what will do real to real estate all this extra stimulus that's not even necessary. It's just going to drive the oh, pricing of saying. assets up and up and up. The stock market's going to go kaboom. But the, the markers that they're using for that are unemployment rate. It is, you know, total amount of employed, uh, you know, how many jobs have returned. They're basically saying, how are we going to get back to pre-COVID levels? How are we going to get the economy back on track to before covid which no but it's also no, taking into account this divergence of getting off of old energy and into new energy and that's going to take a ton of infrastructure and capital right but but if you just look at any economic cycles i mean things change there's just like there's no such thing as you know like even steven here right like there's going to be some fluctuations so for them to even have a a marker that says you know until we can return to uh you know sub six percent unemployment or uh you know the, the three million jobs net loss net job losses that we had from COVID until we can gain back every single one of them like there's a lot of different factors that they have to take into consideration right so sure um, i don't think that that's something that is quantifiable i don't think that they can just say hey until we get to this point we're going to keep on dumping money in I think that there's going to be changes in the economy. And because we went through this major revolution from like you're talking about, uh, you know, energy, obviously, then we can look at where people are living as, as being another one and how businesses are operating. And, you know, there's just so, technology and, and everything. There's just so much that's going to change at the end of this. The economy is going to look different. So then how are they going to use 
figures from pre-COVID economy uh, stats in order to be to, to be able to say, hey, look, we're going to give you more money. I think there there needs to be um, a point where they eventually have to cut off that money, and it and it doesn't feel right, and it feels like maybe we're not. You know, we're doing it too soon. It's going to hurt no matter when it happens. Exactly. There's no good time. Get it, get it, get it done. That's why, that's why they're talking about this great reset now, because they're talking about it for 2030, which gives them enough time to put it in all the movies and all the articles and have all us, you know, people talking about it and getting used Mm -hmm. to the idea that something is going to change and it will be major. We need to change. David Atterborough told us, we need to change. It is um, time for change. The um, what was I going to say? I can't remember now. Well, no big deal. Toronto renters facing crisis amid ongoing eviction blitz. Lot there's of a evictions, crazy, craziness going. There's on. a crazy map that you can find online with all the eviction orders. Um, that's in uh, the, the Toronto area, and there's one in basically every neighborhood. Like it's all just like all over. Must be crazy. I was watching. Like, I was watching a video of a hearing. I don't know if you mm-hmm. saw this. I was watching a hearing, mm-hmm. and the um, defendant was deceased, but they they did it anyways. The 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 landlord who was taking this dead person to the to the board for a hearing, which is interesting, yeah. was suing for like damages or more than just the rent. And so yeah. when the when the adjudicator asked if the defendant was present, the the landlord said, "No, he's dead." And the adjudicator said, "Hold on, I wasn't talking to you. Is the defendant present?" Yeah. She just said yeah, he was dead, but he needs he needs to hear that no one's there for the defense. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy, but they're just, they're evicting people all over the place. People are petitioning with signs all over the place. They're in front of Ford's house. It's like, this is big though. Can you imagine now in the cold, like, what do you, you have kids, you have no money, not enough money coming in, you're getting kicked out of your house, you can't find a job right now, it's Christmas, which is, for some people, it makes a big difference to everything, because it's Christmas time, <laughs> now all of a sudden it's really sad. No bad news around Christmas. No. Can't handle it. No, it's not good. But anyways, I mean, this is what's going on, like, not for four people. Mm-hmm. This is bad. This is bad mm-hmm. news. I can't believe that they're not so really t- doing it. What are you saying, Daryl? What are you saying? Are you saying that the government needs to continue? This is my thought that I was having that I forgot about. Mm. Are you saying that the government needs to continue the stimulus? The government needs to continue the stimulus. You heard it here, folks. No, you didn't Darryl. hear it here. You hear it everywhere. <laughs> Listen. I agree, man. Listen, the government cannot back out of it now. They 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 are this deep, and they got to keep on going, and they got to rack up another three hundred and eighty billion dollar deficit in twenty twenty one probably just to be able to try to make this uh, soft landing of of the economy and get as many people back on their feet as possible. Yeah, and it, it, it's 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 a new game on a new board. Like it's mm. not even the same board with a few new rules now. Like. The board is gone, and we don't even know what the new board looks like right now. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, it's a new game when 
everything tells you that it should be the doomsday scenario and there should be fires all over the place and riots in the street and mayhem and blood and carnage everywhere and it's the opposite it is like mm -hmm. beautiful for everybody except these people getting evicted so we had 62,000 jobs in november being added to the economy um mostly focused in the full-time work uh offset by a decline in the part-time work so the part-timers are i guess a lot of the retail people right a lot of the a lot of the um jobs that i guess we're looking at uh uh you know opening up but then now they just don't have the um uh, staff or the necessities for the staff so decline of uh, 37,000 positions but still full-time gain of 99,000 so we're still 574,000 jobs short of the 3 million jobs lost from the lockdowns in March and April it's good it's going in the right direction but it, I mean it I, I would imagine December numbers are gonna go down actually what are December numbers gonna do with people must be hiring for the holidays Normally, we would see that in warehouses, we'd see a lot of, we'd driving, part-time stuff. But I, what are the holidays this year, though, Daryl? I don't know what the hell's are going there, on. Are there holidays this year? There, there's a bunch of people right now that are yeah. dedicated solely to figuring out where the fuck they're going to put all these packages and all the buildings that are already coming. Like, I'm not mm -hmm. kidding. I read five articles this week talking about. Where are all these boxes going to go? Like, it's already crazy. They have four people working full-time per day, per building, sorting through through packages that have arrived for people from Black Friday and Super Duper Monday or whatever we call that, Cyber Monday, <laughs> right? And now we're going to have Christmas and then Boxing Day. It's going to be crazy as more and more lockdowns happen, which means more Everyone's and more. Everyone's going to need their own mailroom now. Every condo building is going to need a mailroom. That's going to be the new, they're already, the new development. But they've been doing it for a little while, but they're too small. Everyone yeah, that's but being just designed. Like little, it's like a little a, storage locker type of things. Like they're nothing, nothing fancy. No, now, but literally I, they're piled up in the lobby. They're no, piled up in the lobby. You go, there's like a little ribbon around the security desk and there's just piles of everywhere boxes. everywhere yeah. that's a, this yeah. is a boon though this is going to be a big good business for some people to figure out a way to deal with that it, now the new developers have to be building with more outdoor spaces with shared office spaces inside the building that's not in people's units and sure a package uh drop-off room but those aren't coming online for eight years okay well that's, that's just like, an idea here, now like, now we need somebody the messenger we need somebody who comes up with an idea to take like old containers or uh, uh, portables or something and set them up on condos like front lawns to be packaging processing. You know, all of the packages come to these guys and when you're ready for your package, you come and yep. you pick it up. Or just no more packages deliveries to the condos, and you'll just have to go to a uh, a pickup pick center. center. Sure, but I mean yeah. th that kind of defeats the whole purpose of home delivery, right? Oh, I can get it tomorrow after I go pick it up. Maybe certain size packages. Well, you may as well go to Walmart then. Well, maybe this pack this delivery center will be you know fairly reasonable. Maybe they'll have a shuttle service, Daryl. All right, I thought you were the idea guy. I came up with the idea. You need to take a crane and a container yep. with a desk yep. inside and with a desk inside and a scanner. There you go. Yes. 
Perfect. I, I will be a partner if anybody in the audience A, heard that, and B, wants to start it with me. <laughs> Please subscribe. There's a difference between hearing it and actually listening, right? There is. So what else do we right. have going on in the news? We have Toronto's proposed vacant homes tax in attack mm. on property owners. Okay. I don't think too I, much about this. I mean... I don't think that it's an attack on property owners. Well, they say a, that it brings down the property values somehow. I, I, this article is a bunch of horseshit, if you ask me. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a full headline grabber. But, I mean, they are talking about, and they probably will do a vacant home tax. But how is that a bad idea? Like, who the hell wants empty houses? Who wants empty houses? You want to go speculate, like, and, and not have it. Like, go buy a stock. Go buy a piece of paper. Buy a business. Go buy pre-construction condos. Go buy Bitcoin. Like, yeah. Go buy something that's not a house and leave it empty. It's, like, so yeah. stupid. I, exactly. I think this is a great idea, but I don't think it generates much money. But, I mean, they need any revenue. It's a deterrent. Well, I think maybe it's a deterrent for some people. But more importantly, it's a revenue source. And they are desperate for revenue. Like, mm -hmm. they're spending... They, there's no amount of revenue they could generate to catch up with this thing. Like it's crazy. It's just crazy. <laughs> let's, let's go down the tax. Let's go down the tax loophole then. Well, hold Get on. The tax articles. So we have Canada announces a national foreign buyer tax is coming next year. It's Beautiful. useless. U useless. <laughs> <laughs> like useless. Like there's there's again. It's just one of those headline grabbers. They're just trying to show people that they are trying to do stuff. There are markets that this could affect that don't currently have it. So. Well, why uh, no would you Montreal. go to Regina and pay uh, an extra tax to live there? <laughs> so the markets that do, uh, you know, rely on that. The biggest market, apparently, according to the article, is some of the small resort towns. They rely heavily on foreign investment. Mm. But um, you know what? I know that there's a lot of people going into small resort towns lately. So I'm sure that there's plenty of residents who are going to be happy with the ability to be able to get into those types of situations, right? But when you're dealing with... Um, like large scale stuff. So you're looking at, uh, you know, resort uh, buildings, you're looking at um, like timeshare type of type of situations. A lot of foreign money can come in and be very helpful to those developers to get those projects um, off the ground. But there's so many ways around foreign buyer tax. They set up a Canadian company, they got somebody here, all the money gets put into one pot and then they just buy under a Canadian holding company um, name, but really all the money has come in from foreign investors and everybody's got shares that, you know, they're getting the exact same ownership that they would be asking for in the first place. Like yeah. there's a million ways to do this. The, the, without at the start, I don't know it. if we recorded it, but when we first started talking today, I was telling you that I was trying to learn Mandarin for a client and, mm -hmm. and that client, like, his dad was a billionaire in China, sent him here to go to school with a bunch of mm -hmm. money, bought, you know, real estate with that money and just continued to buy real estate with the money that, you know, came from dad to the son who lives here. Yeah, that's exactly. That's one of the, the biggest reasons for our education boom here. I mean, yes, they want the Canadian education. I don't know why. I don't know why it's any better. I'm sure they have very good education there, but it, it does help them get a lot of money out of the country for sure. And I'm sure the education's fantastic here. I'm sure. But I don't yeah, you're right. I, I think it's a I think it's a, a way around things. But yeah, so anyway, so this foreign tax 
but foreign buyer tax is coming next year and again it'll add some revenue and it'll be a deterrent for some people and it probably won't a make nice much political of a thing like look we're trying to help you guys you say house prices are going up we're going to step in they've already introduced so many bloody measures over the last four years they're just running out of ideas case in point the first time home buyer program sure that has got to be the silliest program that the government's ever spent any money researching that I don't know anybody who's used it. And I still don't think anybody's going to use it. Now they and up it, the amount of uh, house you can buy with it too. Basically the way that they adjusted it was you can do four and a half times income now up to $150,000 uh, total family income, household income. Um, and all you're doing is giving a stake to CMHC of your property. So I'm a buyer and I'm going to give CMHC ownership of my property so that I can go and buy a larger home. And not only do they want the money back, but they want all the appreciation on their stake as well when I go to sell the property. Yeah, they're a partner. Yeah. It becomes an investment deal. Exactly. So I'm a first-time buyer, and it's like, okay, great. You're helping me get into the market, but you're taking a huge chunk of the buy here. You're taking the reason to get into the market instead of rent. Exactly. Yeah. So why would I, A, not just rent, or B, go and find a property that I can afford on my own? And now it being $720,000, the maximum amount, one, all the things have to be in line. You have to have $150,000 household income. You have to have you know, a certain amount of down payments and stuff like that to buy a resale and, and, or new construction. And then you have to find a property at that price. So the likelihood of anyone really maxing this out is low. So yeah. we'll call it six fifty to seven hundred. Like you still have to be able to afford a six hundred thousand dollar mortgage. What are you getting for six fifty to seven hundred? Well, it doesn't even matter. You still have to have thousands of dollars for that mortgage a month. Yeah. On top of everything else. Yeah. It's a big ask. But I mean, when was the last time you heard of a government program that you thought was brilliant? Hold on. How much time do we have? It is running out as we I speak. think the home buyer's plan for RSPs is, is a good program, right? People are allowed to be able to use their RSPs for uh, their down payment. If you like RSPs, then I suppose that's a good way of using them, yeah. Well, there's a lot of people who are employed. Their, their employers match their RSP contributions. So then, you know, having yeah, that why not? Uh, forced savings or, you know, incentivized savings means that you uh, have got a better chance of saving up a down payment. There you go. I'm bored of this topic. Can we move on? All right. So just let's just sum it up really quickly. Yes. Any introduction of new taxes or incentive programs that the federal government is trying to apply to the, the, the state of the market, which is like a blanket solution for all the provinces and, and major cities in uh, the country, will not work. Will not work. And get ready for this. Here. This okay. is going to be in exclusive the toronto real estate show exclusive dun, dun, dun. go ahead get ready everybody get ready for a 905 secondary land transfer tax equivalent to the toronto land transfer tax there is a revenue stream that is gigantic that's gigantic 
That's how you make money. <laughs> That's coming. I can guarantee it because 905 now is turning into a serious freaking market. But it's all the municipalities that have to be on board for that. That's why the Toronto one was able to do it. I get it. Right? Like they can't they can't do it provincially because provincially you've got all these small towns who would who would suffer if that happened. Well, right? I guarantee so you You say 905, you're just talking about the areas just outside the 416, right? So you're talking about Peel, Durham, and York. Listen, I don't know who I'm talking about. All I know is that all of these areas, all these regions are short on money. There's no way that they can't be. And they're going to get mm -hmm. shorter and shorter. And they're all going to need a way. And it's some... Listen, everybody sucked it up and accepted it in Toronto. It's, uh -huh. it's going to eventually happen somewhere. Brampton or Peel. or Like, it's going to spread. It has to spread because it's a huge... All of a sudden, on every single purchase, they add, th what is it, th another 3%? Close to 2, yeah. What, I think it's closer to 4 than it is to 2. That's total, Toronto and provincial Okay, together. fine, fine. Yeah, you're yeah. right. So it's close to 2% on every single purchase, all of a sudden, without yeah. doing anything. Yeah. Toronto, I think, does about $150 million a year or something like that. Get that's the revenue from just the municipal ready. part. Get ready, baby. That's coming. That's what I think. And what I think... Yeah. I disagree. Nothing. <laughs> I disagree, but that's okay. I like it when you disagree. How about this one? We talked about yeah. this for a while. I thought this was going to be much worse than it turned out being. So okay. we can put another tick in the wrong column for the guy on the left. Won't be the last one. It won't be the last one. The, the, the column is getting full. We may need another column. Debt deferral cliff yet to cause major issues. Bank results show. And so, mm -hmm. for example, TD says 97 or 98.7% of their deferred mortgages are now current again. Sure. Wow, that's amazing. Okay, well, let's look at that carefully. Can you just pay one month and then fuck off for another three months and see what happens? Okay, let's look at that carefully. My, my number one expense every single month is my mortgage. Yes. And I deferred that for six months. Yes. All right. My other costs for me, um, whether I'm working or not, are commuting to work, you know, eating at work, doing extra, you know, buying work clothes, maintenance on my vehicle, all these things. So if I'm not doing that, how much money have I been able to accumulate? So the savings rate jumped from 3% all the way up to like 26%, something like that. So we're saving during that time, during the summer months, when people were mostly on the mortgage deferrals, people's savings rates went up through the roof. So now people are sitting on a little nest egg, whether they lost their job or not, whether they are financially um, secure or not. We don't know. That's the truth. We, we, we don't know what people's situation is. So yeah, they're going to start paying their mortgage again now, but how much? So one, they're, now their mortgage payment's gone up. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. The mortgage payment's gone up coming off that deferral. How long are they going to be able to pay that mortgage payment for? Mm -hmm. Right? When are they going to say, look, my savings is starting to deplete. I haven't been able to get my pre-COVID income back up. My mortgage payments, the greatest expense that I have has now gone up even higher. Yeah. What are they going to do, Daryl? Are they going to end up selling? Are they going to stick it out? We don't know. We, we don't just don't know. know. It depends on... So, Listen, they're going to keep getting stimulus and they still can't go anywhere. So chances are they'll be able to save up 
some more money to pay for their mortgage if they choose to, or give them time to sell and maybe get what they were hoping to get on their house. Possible. Yeah. That's the good news about a housing market. Um, maybe refinance rides. like the next article right. that I want to talk about mortgages yeah, refinance has become possible. Yeah. Well, mortgage rate hit a new low with Canadian bank posting below 1%, 1%, the 0.99% HSBC mortgage. Yeah. And yeah, maybe it's a, what it's is it? High, high ratio mortgages. Um, you have to get a high ratio. It's a variable five year. So, you know, that rate can go up depending on what the Bank of Canada does and if HSBC um, follows well, with their prime rate. But we know the Bank um, of Canada is not going up for three years. They told us. That's what they said, yeah. Yeah. So you could take advantage of that. So, yeah, it's a great rate, I'm sure. And, and, and they got good prepayment privileges. Like, it seemed like it was, uh, you know, not a total sham. I think it's just a discounted rate to get people to jump ship into hsbc hsbc is looking at people have got a ton of money out there in their savings account if we can bring their mortgage business maybe we'll get their other business and so they're trying to be the guys who are leading the pack so so if somebody had the ability to save up for the last few months defer their mortgage now they're starting to pay their mortgage again and their business or their uh, job just got wiped out again mm -hmm. does that mean that maybe the deferral cliff is just been pushed forward by the savings absolutely or does that mean Definitely that possible. maybe there is no these rates, these rates are for for like purchases right high ratio so they're not refinances no, but we talked about like the people that um the people that are getting hurt are the low income renters for the most part so the people that own that saved probably still have a job or they're working from home like there there's only a small uh, percentage I would guess of people that you know are hurting and have home ownership and like you know aren't smart enough to have sold already one thing that we have to look at is a lot of these articles are based in Canada so you're not looking at necessarily just the Ontario so Ontario you know the market we got hit pretty hard here as far as you know closures and all that kind of stuff right but some of the other areas that have been hit hard. I mean, Alberta has been hit really, really hard. There's some, with the oil industry Ew. collapsing, there's some really high profile people who have lost a lot of their income. Um, and so that's where they, I think a lot of these numbers that are a little bit more doom and gloom are coming from. And I think that there's, you know, outlooks, especially RBC's outlook for next year. Like, I think that there's going to be a lot worse conditions outside of the Toronto area. There's going to be a lot worse um, outcomes for, for smaller markets throughout Canada. And that's, and we all just get grouped in together. So you kind of have to look at what article you're reading and say, am I talking, is it talking about Toronto or is it talking about Canada? Sure. And where are those mortgage referrals today now? Cause those numbers I haven't read recently. I know that Ontario was one of the highest. Yeah. But 98% back on track has to include Toronto. Okay, sure. But like I said, making the first payment back on track doesn't mean you're back on track. Doesn't mean you're doing well. No. It just means now you you could be using your savings. Yeah. But I right? think, I mean, God, they've given people enough runway to like get out. And if it's a house that you own and not a condo, like it's not a hard move to make other than pride. It is, Daryl. Is pride. it? Pride. 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 It's not easy for people to hang up those keys. The silent say, killer. I'm going to go, I'm going to go out and, and, uh, you know, start renting or people don't want to do that. They want to stick it out till the end. 
They want to they want to believe in that there's hope that the job's going to come back, that the economy's going to bounce back, that maybe the the real estate prices are going to go up. And what we're seeing a rise in right now is people going back to the private lenders. We're seeing people go back and get mortgages at high interest rates sure. from people who you don't want to borrow money from, to be honest with you. Sure. Right? I don't understand the concept of hanging on for like dear life. Like even like why is Cineplex still in business? Like why don't they just say, you know what? Like I get it. We're blockbuster. Okay. We're gone. Like cash out. Say goodbye. No no way. Their deal with Cineworld. That was huge. But it's gone. Three and a half billion dollars. Yeah, but it disappeared. But you think they're just going to give up now? Like they're going to go from selling to be, you know, one of the largest uh, cinemas in the world. And then all of a sudden they're just going to go, all right, we need to just give it up here. Yeah, yeah. Close all the theaters. I like gift card Cineplex, all right? You know, they better not close. Come on. Like there's a million streaming services now. Why doesn't Cineplex have a streaming service? Pretty sure they do. Yeah, but like a good one that people use. Even Disney's trying to get in that world and they're not doing too good. Disney's uh, gonna Disney well. Plus? Disney Plus is gonna do a lot better once they get all of their content back. All their content's been licensed out to all these guys who got okay, to well, the party we'll first, right? We'll see when that happens. What it looks like. Oh, it's happening, baby! Okay, all we'll of see. us will be on like small little channel deals for a dollar ninety nine a month. Okay. All these, all these, all these different streaming sites. What do you think is gonna happen now with the new taxes? For streaming services since we went down that road that actually was a smart move i think they should tax all these tech companies that are making billions of dollars in other countries those countries should get yeah. tax revenue absolutely that's a great move smart yeah yeah I listen at, i looked at the numbers like how many subscribers how many people have a netflix account and what they charge and it is ridiculous it's staggering it's, it's it's like are you kidding me There's and then every many every year every month no, but every year they send out a notice that says, "Oh, uh, by the way, your 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 uh, subscription price is going up a dollar or two dollars." Oh, yeah. by the way, before you were allowed to have five people on your account and share it. Now you're allowed two, yeah. and if you want to have more, five. you have <laughs> to pay more money. Yeah, fucking brilliant. Brilliant. Right, but those guys yeah. are also opening up studios in all kinds of places around the world and providing jobs and like thank God for Netflix right now and Amazon Prime like the movie account because what the fuck would everybody be doing right now if we didn't have if if all we could do is come home at four thirty and watch G.I. Joe and Transformers for an hour and then had to figure some I guess people would be outside. That would be nice. That would be good. That'd be good. Go outside. What does outside yeah. feel like right now? Is it cold out there? I was talking to somebody. I was talking to somebody yesterday about um, he's a teacher, mm-hmm. and he was saying um, one of the issues that the schools are having right now is a lot of people have been gaining weight. Like you know, not significant weight. They're children, right? But no gym. The kids, aren't, the kids aren't doing the things that they used to do. All their activities are closed. They're not as active. There's a lot of things that are you know not being. Uh, you know, kept up with. So yeah. eating habits, all that kind of stuff, right? So I'm building a hockey rink because my daughter needs something to do. She can't play hockey. She's working out like crazy here. She gained a lot of weight by sitting around, you know, having not much to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we're like, now the big project is to build a hockey rink in the back. It's going to be huge. Beautiful. Let me know how it goes. We should do a exclusive. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll take some photos and post my progress. I mean, technically... 
The progress mm. is not entirely up to me. I need some help from Mother Nature at some point. At some point, yeah. But uh, yeah. My son's gonna do. My son's gonna do. It's exciting. Um, the youngest one. We're doing uh, artificial ice in January. We tried that. For goalies, it's not so good. It actually ruined my daughter's skates. Yeah. But, so and I've seen... I've three-year-olds seen... learning how to skate. It's not going to be freezing cold. You know, he just kind of gets used to being yeah, on it's cool. It's, it's the right move. Yeah. It's, it's definitely cool. Hopefully, I don't have a new disaster on my hand. I'm not the handiest guy in the world, but I am taking this on on my own with the help yep. of my daughter. And yep. uh, I'm excited. I've never had a hockey rink in the background. Plastic uh, poly tarp, you'll be fine. Canadian realtor commissions are growing over 11 times faster than the economy. <laughs> TK, <laughs> justify yourself. 11 times. 11 oh, my God. 11 times. Last oh time, remember? God. Last time you asked me, who's making money right now? And what was my answer? The realtors. Yeah. And apparently. Like I mean. Honestly, yeah. like we had a record year on our team. I know that uh, sales are, are record for the Canadian Real Estate Association. So more sales, prices going up. Yeah, commissions commissions are going to be uh, commissions are going to be higher. I mean, it makes sure. sense, right? Yep. It, I don't know what to say about that. Is it, 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 it the truth? Yeah, I mean, listen. Yeah. If you want to be a realtor, uh, now would be a good time. Okay. But uh, don't think that it's an easy job. Because it's not. Because you got to deal with people like me all day. <laughs> That's not easy. Ask my wife. Yeah. So, yeah, you, go. you guys deserve it because you guys are keeping the economy moving. But you have a big target on your back for all these Always. tech companies. Always. No oh. problem. John no Tory. This I love. When I read this, oh, like... I got so happy and excited. See, I know that this is coming, but this is major. This is this has major okay. implications for me, and this is why I love it. Me. John Tory pushes for work to start on Toronto's waterfront transit and Eglinton East lines. Yeah, Eglinton wow. East line comes right nice, eh? in front of my property. Yeah. What uh, talk to talk to me about that? What? Uh... Oh, it's so beautiful. So these these two lines. So the yeah. waterfront transit, basically uh, like a subway light rail transit going across uh, the lake. Yep. Which Long is Queen's nice. Or something Long Queen's Queen's replace the uh, yeah. streetcars. Just and additional, like just further reach, right? Yeah. And then Eglinton East. So the LRT that has ruined most people's lives for the last few years along Eglinton. Going to come and interrupt some more? Well, it's already been approved to go from, like it ends at Kennedy. And so it's yeah. been approved to go from Kennedy up to the, start, and the Civic Scarlet Center. Time. Yeah. Malvern and the Civic Center. So through like along Kingston, along Eglinton, along Kingston Road, and then up to the University of Scarborough campus, and then up to the uh, City Hall, which is amazing, amazing. It creates all kinds of jobs, and it gives all kinds of people right. like- the extension you're talking about. This is an extension, yeah. And then it, you know, it, it, it hits a couple of GO stations along the way. Mm -hmm. Just- uh, Yeah, brilliant. Well, I mean, listen, Scarborough, it creates jobs. You know Scarborough you, needs you know transit. Scarborough is going to be where all the development opportunities are. 
and they're just going to keep on pushing from right now they're at about Victoria Park and Eglinton, okay? And now they're going to start moving east from there. Then you've got Kingston Road, which is all the way up and down Kingston Road already. I mean, there's already it's, it's happening. happening. It, we talked about that last yeah, episode. In the background. Uh, Shep- Shepherd, you know, they're at about Pharmacy and Shepherd, you know, like they're kind of just, they've already passed Victoria Park because they've developed that a few years ago and now they're heading along Shepherd. Um, Lawrence, you know, there's some scattered stuff here and there, but that'll eventually, you know, start coming too. Once they can get Victoria Park and Lawrence, then they'll start coming east. Right. So that's uh, that's what's happening. Well, they've got the new subway, the three new subway stops that they announced. Plus now yeah. like this, this thing has been approved for a little while now, it seems. So what they're doing is they're pushing to get the budget um, for these two projects put into the 2022 budget proposal, which is amazing, because once this thing is funded, then the real estate along these lines becomes even more valuable. Mm hmm. Perfect. Which, for me, coincidentally, could, coincidentally, could be amazing. <laughs> yeah. H- hence the the tickle in my 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 lower region when I read this article. Now, I'm a little nervous because there was actually a lot of good news in the in the in the news this week, which makes me nervous for some reason. Okay, what do you mean? I don't know. I feel like they're they're just taking a week off, and all hell's gonna break loose next week. Oh, like too much positivity. There's way too much positivity in the news. I know. There's the deception. Average Toronto home prices forecast to rise another 6% in 2021. 6% is respectable. Says? Says? There's quite a few of them. Remax. Remax. And they know. (laughs) And they have no skin in this game. None. None. (laughs) They have no benefit to telling people that things will be A-OK. But average Toronto home prices expect to surge upward in 2021. Who declared this? Oh, Remax again. I guess everybody was able to get Remax on the phone this week. (laughs) I think we did the stats show this week, right? And so people should go and check out the stats show and you can kind of get a little bit more details on what's going on because there's definitely uh condos are moving one way and houses are moving the other and uh i'm going to stick to my um my forecast which is uh people will eventually get forced out of the freehold market and that there's just too much competition right now there's not enough inventory and when there's 20 people competing for a house and that they're not able to get it and they're not able to find the right property for them, eventually the need to move will be so overwhelming that they'll say, hey, why don't I go and pick up a condo? Because sure. now's the time. It's it's such a great opportunity to get into one because all these houses are next to impossible to get. No one likes driving around to houses every single week, bidding on properties, taking... That's an emotional roller coaster that is very hard on people. Yeah, And some people can do it, but I've seen it... Like clients have told me, like, they're dreaming... like. In the, like they're they're losing sleep, they're waking up from a nightmare, and they're thinking, "Oh my gosh, I didn't get the house!" Like that's the level of attachment that people have to buying real estate. It's I, it's sickening. Sh- sure, and the, and it's always like, "Oh, I should have I should have paid a little more." I knew it, right? I should have paid yeah. a little more. I shouldn't have yeah. listened to that agent. <laughs> I should have borrowed money from my uncle. So when people go through that, they're, they're eventually going to get worn out. And if they don't get the property that they want, then they start making concessions. Ooh. And they say, okay, instead of going into the 
detached house that I wanted, I'll go to a townhouse. Instead of going to the townhouse, maybe instead I'll get a bigger condo. Instead of going directly to the townhouse and skip the condo altogether, maybe my first property will be a condo, and then I'll work my way up in a few years and get something like most people do. Or I'll rent. I'll rent until I find something. There are people who will consider renting as well too. But it, that that wouldn't be a wise choice as far as investment goes. If if you look at, you know, what's what the goal of that person probably is, which is to build equity and not pay someone else's mortgage. Like that's chances are if they're one of those buyers who's going through that emotional roller coaster, they're not in the fence of do I rent or do I buy? They're I'm gonna buy, it's just where am I gonna buy and, and how am I gonna do it? Mm-hmm. So it's uh <clears throat> I, I, I agree that the condo market and the housing market are currently going in opposite directions, but I actually believe that the condo market is starting to strengthen. And it's I going have, to start to strengthen like crazy soon. I have so many conversations with people looking to buy condos. There is just a lineup of people who are all saying, I want to buy a condo, but they're all waiting for the prices to go down further. And they won't. With vaccines on the horizon, investors expect Toronto condo market recovery in 2021. There's a vaccine coming. Everything's fine now. You can go naked in the streets and rub up against everybody and spit on them, and we don't have to worry. Well, you know, that's You want to come like over? There's some other <laughs> concerns there. But, <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, if the vaccine comes... Is everybody think not thinking about that? You know, I don't know where this number came from, but they were talking something like 60% of people need to be vaccinated to have uh, a form of herd immunity, right? So how long would it take for 60% of people to get vaccine, Daryl? They are saying that we will have the majority, which technically is 51%. So I don't, okay. I don't know how long it will take to get to 60, but apparently the majority will be vaccinated by September targeted by by september and hold on but their targets are always bang on (laughs) give it to the old people let the old people get protected right or die quicker i guess depending on how the vaccine works canada releases a vaccine it's not going to be killing people okay health canada's but they also like advisors but they also did remove the liability from the companies making the vaccines that if anything happens it's okay don't worry about it just get that thing out quick this is well, a fact maybe, maybe maybe designing it and and getting the test uh, the trials and, and tests done but as far as health canada saying it's okay to give the canadians you know they're, they're maybe taking some um expedited processes but they're not going to uh, take any shortcuts that's true I know. I, I I don't know what's wrong with my lip. I took the vaccine though last year. Oh, please, come on. <laughs> Anyways, you know you know that it's going to take a while before the vaccine gets. Um, it's going to take a while. And listen, yeah. like we're sitting here bracing for another good six months to a year of things being this version of normal before the new normal rears its head. <laughs> you know. Let's just stop using that term. The new normal. Yeah. When is the new normal normal? <laughs> I think everything is just normal now. We're just we're just constantly in a state of normal. Constant state of normal. I like that. Yeah. Maybe that will be the uh, <clears throat> the, the name of the episode. 
So why is RBC saying then? Why is RBC saying that uh, mortgage growth trading and underwriting activity could slow while loan delinquencies and impairments rise in fiscal 2021? Because they just made $11 billion last quarter in profits. Says home prices will drop 8% and remain depressed until late 2023. But if everything goes well and we make another $11 billion next quarter, like we didn't know it was going to happen. It's not our Oops. fault we make all this money. Oops. Sorry. What a bunch of bullshit. I read that article too and I was like, was there a stat anywhere in that article? Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, they're looking at what. What's uh, it based on? They're looking on how much. Based, it was based on how much money they made. Oh, so they if they would have made $20 billion last quarter, then we'd they'd have confidence trouble. in the market. Yeah, we'd be in real trouble. No, it was, it was because they made so much money, they thought, man, this isn't good. No, you know what it really is. Rising. They made a ton of money, but they didn't make it in the housing market. They made it in the stock market. All of, sure. their, all of their trading portfolios and all of their trading, uh, uh, I don't know what the word is, but all their trading uh, uh, services made them a fortune. Right, because mm-hmm. the yeah. stock market is like just just insane. crazy, just insane. It's amazing, and people are still jumping in. They're still like, "Yeah, let's go." I don't think it's like manipulated at all. I think it's a completely f- free market. Like, if you know what you're doing, you're you're good. Absolutely, no yeah. weird stuff can happen to your money in the no, stock market. No way, no way. Do you own any stock? Very little, but it's all just like uh, like know, it's RSP. Fund. Stuff? that too yeah everything's yeah. all I, i'm not the guy to do the trades i'm too emotional everything's everything's done for me yeah and yeah. you just don't look at it uh you know not really yeah i don't really care at, to be honest with you all that much because i don't plan on taking the money out i don't That's i don't good. play the stock market at all and i mean if if looking at our viewer count and subscription count every three minutes is an indication of what I would be like if I was in the stock market. Yeah. I would be a mental patient, like even more mental than normal. I would be like all over that, watching that every second of the day, praying, losing sleep, going mental. That is a crazy game to be in that thing. Anyways, mm-hmm. I'm going to end this on a really positive note for our beautiful city. Unless you have something you want to add. No, not right now. I think that uh, it's pretty clear what's going on, um, that the market's doing really well. I think that people who, have, if you've got, if you've got a property, look, I don't know when this is going to run out, and I don't know how things are are going to go, but <clears throat> I do know that nothing lasts forever, and I do know that I've seen the market like this before, where people start making crazy decisions and start paying too much money for freehold properties, and I am one hundred percent sure that nothing lasts forever. Nothing I think lasts anybody's forever. Got a, and a property to sell, and they're thinking about getting, you know, getting it moved. Oh, deal of the week. Deal of the week. No better time for a deal of the week. It's actually an interesting deal. But hold on a sec. I have to sure. put us on pause. Pause. Pause it up. Pause away. Then we're gonna do deal of the week. Hello. 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 I thought you were gonna turn around like Doctor Evil. <laughs> I thought you were just sitting with your back to me and you were going to turn around and go billions of savings billions of dollars in taxes <laughs> <laughs>
So um, deal uh, of the week, Joe. Deal of the week. This is um, one of the first times or the only time that I can actually remember this happening. Um, it it might have happened before in the past, but either way, this is this is what's going on. We sold a property in June. And, uh, you know, they did really well, <clears throat> uh, but it was in a state and there was a probate um, clause necessary uh, because the probate had not yet been completed. So when we sold the property, we did really well. Fantastic price. We thought, OK, great. Um, but the state courts are really backed up. <clears throat> we couldn't we couldn't get the probate on time. The buyer's financing started to get weaker and weaker and weaker as each extension happened. And eventually they just said, look, we have to, we have to pull out. We can't, we can't go any further. And this was like, we had the probate. Like it was like, it was on the judge's desk. We were like, we need two more weeks. And uh, they were just like, we can't do it. And so they, they, they moved on and it was like, oh boy, what are we going to do? Um, let's get it back on the market. And I said, we would do, uh, you know, the probate clause again with, with a little bit better chances now because we knew it was on the lawyer's desk during the one week of holding offers the probate came in so we no longer needed the probate clause felt really good a uh, few offers came in um you know there's some competition um this is at Bay this is bayview like uh near finch and in the end we ended up getting the exact same price that we got before nice so it was like a relief of the of the of the year was okay we didn't lose any money we got, you know, the closing dates coming up in January. Uh, you know, somebody bought the property and, uh, you know, the client was really happy. So it was a, it was a huge win. It was something that, you know, I didn't really expect it to happen again. I thought we did really well the first time and to happen, you know, as well as it did before um, would, would be unlikely. But, uh, you know, the market speaks, right? I mean, obviously that's what market price is because two buyers have been willing to pay it. That's it. That's great. Yeah, and there's been lots of other people interested close close to that price, but you, you didn't have your client saying it's been a year. We should get more money now. Prices uh, are no. up. No, they knew how well they did the first time. Right. Okay. They did too well part. the first time. Too well the first time, and they knew that. Okay, you know what? Maybe we need to be realistic. But clearly, the market the market's in charge, not us. Beautiful. Yeah, that was a good deal of the week this week. Listen. Any deal is a good deal of the week. I can't wait Any till I have the deal of the week. But that's going to be like once a year, once every year and a half. That's okay. It'll be a long story. We'll have to do a whole, we'll have to do a two hour episode for those deals. That is probably true. There'll be some good discussions on lead up to those deals. I actually have some movement on my deal, which is exciting. But we've been down this road before. Yeah. Now we're just uh, planning on moving forward on our own. Yeah. Okay. Good. Hey, listen. My 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 shepherd deal's moving along too, but that means nothing. <laughs> no, it really means nothing. I mean, ours is a lot further along than yours. Uh yeah. like we we we've got control of the whole thing and we're moving forward and we actually got a commitment on some more equity this week, which is amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, we're trying to sell it and if we're in a very good position where we're trying to sell in this weird pandemic, but we don't have to which yeah. is nice. I mean, it, yeah. it would have been really nice if we sold prior to the pandemic, but uh, I, th I think it's like our whole team is firm in the belief that this is very temporary and that this thing is going to come surging back. And yeah. we're, we're now kind of of the opinion that if we sold it now, we might be doing ourselves a great injustice. 
mm-hmm. because in a year from now, once all this dust settles, it's a a very very strong piece of property. Why is Altry not buying it? I don't know, but uh, well, anyways, we'll talk off uh, we'll talk off camera about this, but. Sure. I think they might be trying to in the background, but they might not be. I don't know. It's a, it's a theory. Mm. I had this young kid come up making an offer uh, this week who sounded like there was no way he was doing this on behalf of himself. Yeah. But anyways, I digress. And I want to end with a very, yep. very, very nice headline. Okay. Toronto recognized as the second fastest rising city in the world. And this is great because... Population? Like what? What is it? Um, no, it takes in 13 different indicators, like all kinds mm-hmm. of things, personal well-being, economics, governance, innovation. There's a lot of Perfect. different things that it takes into consideration. Um yeah, it's that weird though. But then it says, according to the report, New York City, London, and Paris topped the list, but somehow we're number two. You know what? These articles just—we uh, must have been like number two in about. one category or something, and they <laughs> use that as the headline. Maybe they topped the list, as in know. like they were up there. No, we they moved up. up we moved up nine spots. We're we're just behind. Oh, that's why London. We, we, no, we're we, number two. We're number two. Growing. Whatever the hell this oh. this stat means, we are number two, yeah. and we're sandwiched well, between London and Singapore, which is pretty pretty cool. Pretty cool. Those are city city state. Good I cities. think I think we really understand this article like in depth. Like I think we really we really know what this article says. What here. different? Like listen, you know how many conversations experts. we have in this house where mm-hmm. it's only based on the headline. Yeah. Did you That's hear it. this? Oh yeah, 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 I read that article too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But then the article, the headline is not it. The headline, the headline has headline nothing not to do article. with the article or reality. Yes, it's Those good. Guys are good. There's a lot of Those corrections. Journalists. A lot of corrections need to be made. But anyways, if you're if you're still listening, make sure you subscribe, like and, the video, and thank and you, because some of you actually are still listening. It is in fact the truth. And if you are still listening and you're not commenting, we'd like to know why. Yeah, why aren't you commenting? Why aren't mm. you hitting like? And why mm. haven't you subscribed? Like, what is there something wrong with this finger? Okay. I'll Maybe talk- they don't know how to do it. I'll talk to you later. All right. Okay. New on Curiosity Stream. Have researchers figured out a mathematical formula for success? A clearer understanding of how success happens could lead us to change the rules. Gain a new perspective on getting ahead. It's science of success. And the U.S. won the space race, but not without help from the Nazis. They were just years ahead of us. Meet NASA's rocket scientists of the Third Reich on the moon landing and the Nazis. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.